Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I'm always so thankful when I have an opportunity to preach. I am humbled. Uh, I know it's part of my calling is to be preaching the gospel more. And so I've just been asking God to forgive me for not allowing him to flow through me as much as I know he wants to. And we all have excuses, right? So I'll just stand before you and tell you, I ask God, and I know that he is faithful and just, like Pastor said, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we live in that state of, you know, Lord, forgive me. And then <laughs> he gets us going, gets us ready to go again. Amen. So we're so excited because this series uh, is done by Pastor's Pastor, originally, Pastor Hood. And what a great man of God. What an example just honoring him, just the lives that are still in ministry and touching how many thousands, hundreds of thousands, probably millions that we don't even know of through his faithfulness. And we are, we are getting to partake in some of his teaching. I was fortunate enough when I was in Bible school to sit in some of his classes and just a powerful man of God, full of faith and confidence that God is is not only able, but he will do exceedingly abundantly above all. Everybody say all. all. You guys have any big, big challenges coming up? He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Amen. So be ready today and not just today, but every day. God is, he's doing, he's, he's never the same. He's fresh and new every day. He doesn't get stale. He doesn't get old. Uh, when times, you know, people try to say, oh, that's, you know, that was for then. His principles are, are so relevant Amen. every day. I'm just amazed on how it doesn't matter what, what, the, what the virus, what, if there's a plague, if there is, his word doesn't change. And his mission is still the, the cause of the king, the cause of Christ. And we're so fortunate that he left us his spirit. And this whole series is about walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. And once again, I feel like I was just even repenting and preparing for the message because I feel like I could spend so much more time, but it's probably, I'm probably not alone in this. It's so much easier when you have you know, a spouse or friends or things like that, people that you can see and you can relate to and, and you can go fishing, you can go hunting, you can go shopping, you can go do all these different things we do with each other and it's easier to develop a relationship. But when it's someone you can't see, it takes extra effort. You have to pursue it. It's not just going to, you know, I would like, wouldn't it be great? We just sit there and be like, all right, Lord, I'm ready. Just dump it all on me. And it's, he's like, you're ready when you get into it and you, and you pursue it. And then he speaks to us through his word. So I'm just, I'm just excited this morning, I brought some illustrations, you know, just, just in case you're wondering, I'm going to just disclaimer in advance. We are trained professionals. Don't try any of this stuff at home. If it gets out of control, we have a contingency plan, okay? We, we have certified people in this room in special places, just in case it gets out of control this morning. But no, I'm, and I'm serious about that, but all the joking part, I'm not expecting any of that to happen, but just in case, just so you know, we do have contingency plans in the exits. You see the signs on the wall, just in case, you know, um, anything gets out of control, but we have insurance and we got a new sanctuary coming. So we just, right. I mean, we're, we'll just be in there sooner than later. Right? <laughs> Woo! We'll be like, I guess we're moving in a little sooner. Amen. 
Amen. So if you have your outlines this morning, God, we're just so, I'm just so thankful. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be enjoying with this time with you, but sometimes I'll just interject different things and, and just, just be sensitive because it might not be anything that comes from me or pastor. God is, is so awesome. He administers by his spirit to what you need as he wills. And so sometimes, you know, I'll get distracted and I'll be just listening to the message and then, and then God will speak something that has, it relates to that or maybe not, but it's something specific just because you're in the right place at the right time. You, you're not forsaking gathering, you're here and God will speak to you. So have an expectancy this morning to hear, hear answers according to his word because he, I felt this morning as I was praying for this service that he was going to bring clarity, Amen. clarity. There's going to be clarity coming to you about the vision, about the mission, about things that he's calling you to do in the earth as part of this church and part of what he's doing in and through your life. So just expect to get some clarity today. And as, as you continue to walk with him, I'm just like I said, I'm just I'm just excited. I don't know. I'm ready for the fire. But we're going to wait on that for a minute. But it just so happens that it's all part of the message and it's in the outline. Amen. I didn't even have to add it. I said, this is perfect. Amen. So if you're in your outline, we are going to go through this. We're not going to be able to read all these scriptures, but you have copies so you can go back and look at some of the scriptures um, on this. I'm going to get some notes out so I don't get too far off. But we'll be all right. We'll bring it back in here. It happens. Amen. Amen. So God is a spirit. This next two weeks, we're going to be talking specifically about the person of the Holy Spirit, and the names that he's been given. And throughout the scripture, you can see the different names he's given. So he is God's spirit, the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. Holy say the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. People don't like talking about ghosts, but I'm telling you what, it's the Holy Ghost. He's the power. It's God's spirit in the earth. Now you can see when you go driving by different places, they're serving all kinds of spirits. You can get this here. People say, oh, that's not real. It's real. It's because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not real. The Holy Spirit is real. He is a person of the Godhead. He is one with God. He is God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They work together. Amen. So he comes from God. Therefore, he must be holy for God is holy. So he's referred to as the Spirit. If we look in 1 John 3, 24, whoever keeps his commandments, abides in God, and God in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit. Everybody say the Spirit. Spirit. Whom he has given us. Then we look down into Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. I, I wrote some of these down already, so you didn't have, because you won't be, be able to keep up, but you can try. And like I said, we will go, you know, you'll have a chance. You can always go back and look some of these things up. But I want to I wanna hit some key points about the Spirit of God today. And it's powerful. Amen? The unity in the body of Christ. Therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, I urge you to walk in the manner. I'm reading from, from the first part. And then uh, this, is, this, is a, this is just, just some notes that I took. But Ephesians 4.3 is the one that is in reference on your outline. Prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling in which you've been called. With all humility and gentleness. With patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body. I would say one. One, one spirit. Just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and 
in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. So we're talking about the names. We're talking about the names. So they are the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, which is one. That's just one, one name. Then the Spirit of God, and then the Spirit of Christ, and then the Comforter. We're just going to be talking about the first two today if we, get, if, if we get that far. But I think we're doing good. We're, gonna, we're, we're right on track here. We haven't lit anything up yet. We're good. No exit strategy. Lights are on. We're good to go. So 1 Peter 1.22 and 1 Corinthians 2.10, these are all referring to the Spirit. The Holy Spirit always works with complete humility, never drawing attention to himself. Always pointing us to the Father and the Son. Though he never called the hum- no, he was never called the humble spirit that is the character which he displays. He, dis- he, dis- he possesses all the attributes and qualities of God in pure holiness. We can look at those different scriptures. And, first, and I'm skipping down to 1 Peter 1, 15, 16. It says, we are called to be holy as he is holy. This can only happen by allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us by his purging fire to conform our nature to his. We're not to be, what is it, Romans 12, 2? Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you can prove that which is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. We can forget that fire is associated with the Holy Spirit. Fire is a representation of the holiness of God. The scripture tells us that our God is a what? Consuming fire. I love it. It's powerful. Think about it. He's all-consuming. Nothing can stop it. Fire is a refining and purifying element. Fire, by its very nature, consumes everything that comes in contact with. The only way to survive being in a fire is to have your nature changed and conform to the nature of fire. Remember the, the Hebrew, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the fiery furnace, but they didn't get burned up. And they said that there was an appearance of another man. Think about that. So if the Holy Spirit, if he's in you, if he's with you and he's in you, you're going to be able to walk through and be a fire. You're going to be a light. You're going to be all these things that God is, and yet he doesn't consume us. We'll be getting to that in just a moment. On the mountain with God, Moses, God, with God, Moses turned aside to see the bush that burned and yet was not consumed by the fire. How many you know I would be like, whoa, 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 what's going on? Did they slip something in my drink or my food or what happened here? This is, this is not normal. We've all seen things that weren't there probably. No one wants to admit it. That's okay. <laughs> Just kidding. But he was seeing this. God had changed the nature of the bush to be conformed to the nature of the fire of his presence. And so the Holy Spirit is now working in us for the same purpose. John said this of Christ, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but that he that comes after me, mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. On the day of Pentecost, it said that what? It appeared like tongues of fire were sitting on them. It's a representation whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Fire by nature does not discriminate between good and evil. It just burns. God by his nature does not discriminate between good and evil. He just tells that nothing contrary to his nature can survive in his presence. 
So he makes a way for us by his spirit, the Holy Ghost, by his spirit to be conformed to his nature so that we will not be consumed. Moses asked to see God. God said, you can't. This is the person who, who came down and actually was glowing, the people said. They were afraid of him because he was so close to God, but even Moses could not see him. And that was in Exodus 33, 20 through 23. God told him, no man can see my face and live. So God covered Moses with his hand in the cleft of the rock as he passed and allowed Moses to see only the back part of his glory. I just like, wow. Here is the man that God says has found grace in his sight and knows him by name, yet God says, you cannot see me and live. My very nature will consume you. My very nature will consume you. I think about what he did for us. He said, he said in Isaiah 118 that he says, let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall become like wool. He's washed us with his blood. He's cleansed us. He's allowing us, making his vessels for his glory, for his spirit in us. He's preparing us and working in us and through us. The work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to conform us into his image and nature and nature of God, producing in us the holiness his holiness so that we will not be consumed by his presence. It is the holiness of God that will judge us. His very start getting this thing ready go ahead let's get we're, 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 oh now it's back on oh oh there's more than the cord loose right <laughs> amen amen <laughs> amen okay contingency plan holiness of god that will judge us his very nature if we have not been conformed to his nature by yielding to the work of the holy spirit in our lives we will not be able to abide in his presence i don't know about you but i am telling you i've been feeling the presence of god i just randomly as you worship as you walk with him as you talk with him just expect to feel his presence it's not being like needy or you know requesting something god's presence is so powerful it just it just releases peace from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet it releases that it releases that anointing that just breaks different yokes of bondages all of a sudden you feel light instead of the heaviness it says cast your cares on him because why because he cares for us but he does it by his holy spirit i look at pastor uh pastor hood said that he was always amazed as he studied the scriptures to find that every time God placed a demand or requirement on our lives, he always gives us provision to accomplish it. Like I said, he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's not asking us to do something that he's not gonna help for. He gives us the vision and he makes provision. That's where the faith part comes in. And I'm so thankful to be a part of this church because Pastor Don, Pastor Sue, they put the vision out there, they believe God, and some people, I just don't think, realize how awesome of an example we have of men and women of God that are willing to sacrifice and train us up in the way that we go. 
And the Bible says train your children, but we are all children of God. And we get raised up in the things of God so that we can walk by faith, not by sight, so that we can overcome every obstacle that comes our way with God's word. Not with hype, even though I like hype. Not with inspiration, even though I love inspiration. Not with just motivation, because I love that. But all these things is through his word. His word is the power. His word is the source. It's the strength. It's everything Everything that we're needing. I'm, this is good stuff here. You did it all by yourself, Jack? I thought you were going to help him out. It's all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're part of the contingency plan. Contingency plan. Don't worry. We're good. So, okay. So, I'm going to be, I'm right here. In case anybody's watching, don't worry. We're not leaving. He gives us everything we need. He says, he requires us to be holy because he is holy and he so gives us his spirit to make the requirement possible. Everything God will ever ask us to do or be for him in relationship with him, he is already, everybody say already, already. provided and made possible for us by Christ Jesus and his Holy Spirit working in us. Think about this. This is one of the, I think that one of the, the biggest tools I feel like the enemy uses and I've seen this for years and pastor, pastor, and other people, you can, you can either confirm or deny. But I, I honestly feel that the enemy works overtime getting us to ask God for things that God has already provided for us in his word. Somehow, because we don't see a full manifestation of something, or, or we don't see it, all of a sudden, we're gonna, we just keep asking it. We keep asking, oh, I don't have it. I don't see it. I must not have it yet. When he said, no, he's given us. When we ask in prayer, we believe that we receive, and what? You have it. I love the illustration of the rodeo. You have the rope, swinging it around. I know it's not politically correct, but that's okay. It's a great illustration. <laughs> we live in the gold country, okay? We live, we, there's still cowboys and cowgirls and everything else. And you have a lasso, lasso. And you fling that thing around the bull, and you hold on to it. They don't have the bull yet, but they've got the rope. And there was a song that said, faith is like a rope. You get your rope when you pray, and the answer is yours that very day. So keep on pulling, and don't let go until you reach the end of your faith rope. When you, when you pray, you're casting that rope, you're grabbing that thing, and you don't let go. God has provided it. The enemy wants to say, you don't have it. You don't see it. The situation isn't changing. What are you talking about? Better ask again. God must be on vacation. He didn't hear you. Better call him up. He heard you. He's answered your prayer when we pray. Amen? That was just a little side note. I don't know who that was for. But of him you are in Christ, who God has made us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according is written, he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. First Corinthians 30. Okay, so let's set this up. Jamie, are we ready? We ready to set this up? So we'll be ready for lights here in just a moment. I've got to tell you something. So the Holy Spirit, think about God's Spirit, right? He came down, he said it would appear like tongues of fire, right? But they didn't get consumed because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. As long as we have the Holy Spirit, and we see we have extra, we have extra stuff around here. See, we got emergency, contingency plans. We got everything we need. And an extra, just in case. Safety first. 
All right. So, here we go. We have a little illustration for you. What did I say in the beginning? Isaiah 1, 18. Though, though what? Your sins were scarlet. They will be what? White as snow. God washes us. The blood of Jesus cleansed us. And when we get dirty, he just says, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, we get in here. We're getting ready for the lights here pretty quick. Oh, smoke a little bit, but it's okay. It's all right. We got, we got contingency plan. All right. Yeah, it seems like there's more, Jamian. I mean, is it extra? Is this a bonus batch? We might have to get the lights on the stage here, too, in just a moment. But just so you know, we experimented with your children first, okay? <laughs> I went and did a little illustration across the street first. We preached a little power message in five minutes, all right? Some of you guys want me to do that for you. It's okay. Lunch will be here soon enough. We won't keep you all day. All right, so who's going to do the lights up here? All right. So normally if something catches on fire, it's consumed, right? Let's see what happens here. All right. So as you see, this is burning, but the cloth itself isn't burning. God's spirit, his power, his fire is in and working through you without you being consumed. Think about that. Amen? So we want to put that down for just a moment. We don't want to get too hot in here. The devil will do everything he can to smother that fire, to put you out. There's three things. It's called the fire triangle. Fire needs fuel, it needs heat, and it needs oxygen. This is still just perfectly white. God's firepower flowing through your life is not going to allow you to get burnt, but it's contagious. And it will just continue to go. Nothing can stop it. But like I said, the enemy wants to snuff it out. All he's got to do is remove the, fire, the heat, your fire, your, your desire for the word. He's going to just try to keep you quiet. Don't talk about that. Don't do this. Don't worry about getting in the word. You can turn the lights back on for just a moment. There is, in, anybody here in the fire service or anything like that or done some fire training? Anybody? So it was, it was absolutely shocking to me. I started doing some fire training a few years ago, and they're talking about everybody in California is familiar with fire, right? We, it's just like scary and huge, and, and whole towns and communities burn up. You can't put those fires out. So what they do is they light more fires. See, God's consuming fire. He wants, this is good fire. This is Holy Ghost fire. We're talking about the spirit of God moving in the earth. The enemy's gonna try to quench it, but you can't stop it. God always has people. He always has a remnant. He has you and I right here saying, Lord, here we are. He's looking to and fro throughout the earth to he can show himself strong on behalf of those hearts. I think it's 1 Chronicles 16, 9. On behalf of those hearts who are loyal to him, God is looking for people who are gonna spread the fire. He's, Jesus said himself, if I be lifted up, when he's talking about dying on the cross, he said, I'm gonna draw them to myself. Think about this. These massive fires, huge. They can't put them out. They've got planes that takes bulldozers. They got all these huge things. 
But you know how they do it? Little fires. They take what's called a drip torch. They'll go along the road. And it's just fire coming out of a can. It's a mixture. It's diesel and fuel, and you just, you're just walking. And it's starting little fires. The big fire draws it all to itself. So it just sucks it. And the only way those big fires ever go out is because they burnt up all the fuel. So now it has nothing else to burn because it's already burnt it. Think about how God's consuming fire. Let us be like the fire starters with the Holy Spirit. We start these little, little fires with your faith, with your prayers, with your voice. We're his hands. We're his feet. We're the drip torches. We're sharing his love. We're sharing his grace. We're sharing his healing power, his virtue, his love. He said, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to save it. He said he came to seek and save that which is lost. His spirit flowing in us is like the drip torch. We're just sowing the seed. We're spreading his word. We're spreading the love. We're praying for the sick. We're praying in faith. We're watching. We're doing everything his word says to do. We're just pouring out the drip torch. Fire. Just there it goes. More. Boom, boom, boom. We're just. And guess what he's doing? Drawing them all to himself. Except for this fire isn't going to go out. Because he's got a whole lost humanity that he's seeking to save. Amen? So God is moving by his spirit. He's referred to as the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. He's also referred to as the Holy Spirit is referred to the Spirit of God quite often in the Word of God. We're back in the outline of the next part. It says the reason it declares a specific relationship or connection to the Father. He proceeds from the Father. He is God's chosen expression of himself. The Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4.30 says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. 1 John 4.2 says, we know, by, by this we know the Spirit of God. In Genesis it says, he, he has been moving in and upon the earth from the beginning. Genesis 41.38 says, he can be recognized as working in the lives of men. God filled men in Exodus 31.3 with his spirit to accomplish his purpose through their lives. I was reading something the other day and it's talked about how when God's spirit came out, I think it was Saul, he said, you're gonna be turned into another man. He literally transforms you into a, a, a supernatural being for his glory, a vessel for his honor. Does that mean you're not gonna make mistakes? Absolutely not, we're gonna make mistakes. But you can't do it if you don't try. It's like, like okay, well, I'm gonna teach my daughter how to drive here pretty soon. Well, I already started off the record. She's, only, she's not quite old enough yet, but we started practicing. And, you know, to teach somebody how to drive, we actually have to get out of the driveway, right? So I don't sit there and just park in the driveway, sit next to her and be like, okay, practice, start it up. But we don't put it in gear. We do nothing. We just, well, yeah, that would be kind of neat. No, we do it, right? We're going to make mistakes. I don't want to tell about that mistake, do I? It's all part of the practice. We've all done it. So we went for a little cruise around the neighborhood. Get back to the house. Accidentally hits the gas instead of the brakes. Good thing I know how to do construction repairs, right? That's all I can say. It takes practice. 
We practice with the Holy Spirit. We practice listening to his voice. We practice, we practice hearing and doing what he's asking us to do. Are we going to hit the garage sometimes? Yes. But we're trying. And thankfully, she hit next to the garage door, so I didn't have to replace the whole door, right? Just kind of blast the laundry room door in a little bit, you know, it's minor cosmetic, a eh, little structural. It happens. You're going to make mistakes, but don't stop praying. You're going to make mistakes. Don't stop witnessing. Don't stop telling the good news. Don't stop being the drip torch. Don't let the enemy pull out this thing and be like, oh, let me sh sh shut them up. We can't have that. No. Keep the fire going. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. You're, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. If you have received the Holy Spirit, then he is in you. He's on you. He's working through you as he wills for his pleasure. God filled men. Matthew 12, 28, Jesus declared his power to cast out devils was by the Spirit of God. Paul declares that being led by the Spirit of God is the mark of our identity as sons and daughters of God. In the use of his name referring to the Holy Spirit in particular, the attention is called to the fact that he's very specific relation to the Father. They are one. Whatever Jesus even said, whatever I hear him tell me to do, that's what I do. He says, like, I'm not doing my own thing. They're connected. Amen? The fire of God. The power of God. The fact that he proceeds from the Father justifies his name. The Spirit of God. He draws men to God. Just like the drip torch draws the little fires to the big fire. We're giving him all the honor, all the glory, all the praise. I'm telling you, you are going to see. I just feel this in my spirit. I feel like God made it very clear to me. You're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Not for the Christians, it's for the unbelievers. But Christians are going to experience it. But I'm telling you, it's the unbelievers are going to see and know that he is truly God because the people are searching for the truth. They want to know the real thing. There's all the counterfeits. There's all these other spirits. There's all this other stuff. There's people doing psychics and Ouija and tarot cards and hear people saying, I'm going to get a reading. I'm like, I want to give you a reading. Where do we want to start? The Roman road for all of sin and falling short of the glory of God. See, people want the truth. They, they have been seduced by these other voices, but we know his voice by his spirit. He speaks his word. We hear his word. We do it. There, it's going to happen, and we're in the right place at the right time for God to move through our lives. Don't be afraid to allow God to work through you and touch someone else's life. It's not you doing it. So we don't have to worry about taking credit or discredit or anything else because it's him. By his spirit, he's going to heal. By his spirit, he's going to save. He's going to deliver. He's going to set captives free because that's what he does. He's the spirit of God and he's fire. He's consuming and he wants to get rid of all. He's not going to get rid of it, but he's going to let people know that he's the real deal. He's going to let people know. And it's up to us as the body of Christ to say, okay, Lord, here we are. Flow through us. As long as we're hiding out or not doing it, no one's going to see the light. He has chosen us as his people to shine through. 
His word, Psalms 119, 105, his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. He wants to illuminate. And that's the next part we're getting to. He wants to illuminate your path. He draws men to himself. John 6, says, no one comes to me unless the father who sent me draws him. Yet it is declared in Genesis 6, 13, that God will not always strive with the heart of man, which is defined as pleading his cause. There is a place that man can reach where he hardens his heart to God and God will no longer plead with him to be saved, but releases man to his own choice of rejection. Our prayer is that people don't get to that place. Our prayer is that, that they keep their hearts soft and open, allow God to touch them. I mean, I, had an, I, I don't even know, I'm a, I have to share this, but... There was, I was, I was at work and there was a person um, that I had picked up in, in the ambulance where it was a 911 call and the person was suicidal. And I'm not saying names or anything else like that, so it's, it's not illegal. But I'm in the back and this, this, I was really no medical thing that I could do for this person, right? They were, they were trying to take their own life and this person was transgender, so they had a penis, but they had already, they had been castrated and they had been taking hormones for like 40 years. So they were developed like a woman on the top. And I was just, my heart was just broken. And here's this person suicidal. And I just remember, I remember the spirit of God asking me, will you pray for him? And I was like, Wow. So I had extra people in the back of the ambulance. I had a partner in the front of the ambulance. Everything's open. And I just felt like God just asked me. Why? Because I, do I agree with that lifestyle? Absolutely not. But God is a God of love and he wants to reach everyone. I said, okay. I said, you know what? There is nothing I can do for you medically. But if you want, I'd be happy to pray for you. And he said, Yes. I laid my hands on him and I just prayed I could feel the power of God in the back of that ambulance that God just touch him, move through him, show him, show him who you are, show him your reality. And it was so powerful. After we were done, everyone else in the ambulance said, amen. In the front, in the back, the, the, the person I was praying for. But you know what? I was so humbled because I was just like, God, forgive me, because I wasn't even thinking that at the moment. But as soon as I was prompted by the Holy Spirit, I was like the drip torch. It doesn't matter. God's no respecter of persons. He, he wants everyone to be saved and come to the knowledge of him. And I just remember that moment. I was just like, God, this is a defining moment for me. It wasn't about him. It was about, am I gonna just be, just put myself down humble myself before God and do what he's asked me to do in that moment. There's not those opportunities all the time. Not every person that I get in the back do I get a chance to pray for. I do, I do quite a bit. But when I felt that, that moment, I knew it was a divine appointment. I'll never probably ever see that person again. Who knows? Praying that God, uh, that he gets born again and we see him in heaven someday. But God prompted me that moment. And I'm telling you, God's gonna prompt you at the right place, at the right time, be sensitive because it's all around us. The, what does he say? The harvest is plentiful. The labors are few. So just be sensitive. I was humbled by that and almost repentant because I was actually questioning 
Really? Right here, right now? Like, people around watching me? I'm supposed to be doing, you know, some medically, but there wasn't anything I could do medically. So I was just honest with him. After God, I mean, I, I was like, are you sure, Lord? How many of you have done that? That's the Holy Spirit. Are you sure, Lord? That, that's when you really know. When you got to double check, you already know it's him. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's start the fire. Let's just, let's just let this thing rip, you know, like, boom. Oh, we can't see it anymore? Oh. I could have just, I could have just let the devil's voice come in and say, no, don't share. He doesn't want to know. Don't even ask him. That's what would have happened. Snuffed out just like that. But I didn't allow that to happen. I had a choice. We have a choice to be his vessel, just to share his love, just to share the love of God. I didn't get him born again right then and there, but I was like the drip torch. Everywhere you go, you're that light, you're that connection. You're that vessel that he's flowing through by his spirit. Where are we at on this? Where'd I go? Illumination. He draws people to himself. He does the work of sanctification in our lives, meaning to make holy, purify, and consecrate. This is in 1 Thessalonians. To make holy, purify, and consecrate. He is the purifier in our lives. He reveals truth. Let's see what time it is. Okay, we're doing good. He reveals truth. We're going to skip down to, right, Matthew, okay, this is out of the LIV. It says, God has blessed you, Matthew 16, 17. You guys, are, you guys there in your outlines? Yeah. Under, under uh, outline B, he reveals truth. God has blessed you, Simon, son of Jonah. Jesus said, for my Father in heaven has personally revealed this to you. This is not from any human source. Expect, everybody say expect. Expect, expect God to speak and reveal to you. He wants to reveal to you things to come. He's doing things in the earth. He says he always reveals it to his prophets first. God wants to reveal to us things to come. He's revealing things to you that you need to be praying about. Sometimes when you're praying in the spirit, you don't even know. He says you're praying mysteries, but the Holy Spirit is praying through you. And, and he says, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So we're building ourselves and we're being sensitive to hear his voice, his leading, his guiding. I love, I love hearing his voice. We know his voice. I hear a lot of people ask, well, how do you know you're hearing from God? I've, I've never heard God speak audibly, even though there's many instances in the Bible where a lot of people heard the voice. They thought it was an angel. They thought it was God. It was thundering, all these different things. I've never heard the audible voice of God, but he speaks to your heart. He speaks to your spirit. He's speaking to you on the inside. You feel an unction. You feel a, a, an impression. That's the best way I can describe it. You have this feeling like I should be praying for that person or I'm going to ask them. I should ask them. If I, and, and you know it's coming from God. You hear his voice. He's not going to ask you to do anything that's outside of this. I can promise you that. He does his word. 
So if you're asking according to his word, he says what? It shall be done. Ask anything according to his word and it shall be done. So you know you're hearing his voice if he's asking you to do something that's in his word. That's how you know. And you know because you spend time with him. Just like the people we know I used to do when I was in children's church. And that wasn't a joke anyway, by the way. I did go over to children's church first and preach a message. I did. You can ask him about it. I'll be telling you. But we didn't have to get the fire extinguisher out. It's okay. But what we used to do, I'd record people's voices. And I'd play them in children's church. And I'd get pastor to put, do a clip. I'd get some parents to do a clip. And I'd go into children's church and I'd play. And I said, I said, do you recognize this? And they're, oh, yeah, that's pastor. That's so-and-so. That's so-and-so. That's you. And how do you know? Because you heard them so many times. You're familiar with that voice. We can't become so familiar with the enemy's voice that we're not hearing God's voice because the enemy's speaking all the time too. He has tuned into the channel of your mind and he's trying to tell you everything with fear, doubt, and unbelief. He's trying to keep you in bondage. He's trying to keep you in pain. He's trying to keep your body sick. And God is saying, by his stripes, you're healed. He sent his word and healed them. Healing is the children's bread. So what do I do? I have a choice. I'm going to cast down every vain imagination that tries to exalt itself against God, or I'm going to hold on to that. I can hold on to it. It's a choice that we have. But I am trying over and over and over to recognize by his spirit. And my prayer this morning is that God releases a fresh awakening and awareness in your mind by his word, by his spirit, through his word, that we recognize these enemy attacks. Because it's just, it's, it's just torment. Torment in your mind, coming at night, in the middle of the night, coming in the morning, waking you up. This, this is bad thing, this bad thing. And guess what? There's enough bad things going on. There's a lot to think about. But we have to choose. I am not going to allow that to take root and start springing up in me. It's time for gardening season, right? We're all thinking about gardens and things like that. Well, guess what? All the weeds and everything that are there, you're not just going to go drop some seeds in a pile of weeds. You rip this stuff out of the way. We sow the word. The sower sows the word, and it produces in our life. 30, 60, 100 fold. I'm ready for a greater return in my life, but it's only going to come with a greater investment. I've got to sow more seeds if I want a bigger harvest. God wants us to be blessed beyond he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. I'm ready to step into another level. I'm ready to step into another place in the spirit of God to where he can work through my life. That I just instantly recognize these attacks of the enemy that try to come and hold you down. It's just like, it's just like wearing a huge backpack. It gets heavy after a while. And we're going uphill. We're not floating downstream. We're, we're taking ground. We're moving up. We're going to the top of the mountain. We got to strip off the extra weight. I'm preaching to myself. I hope you're enjoying a little bit. God wants us to recognize these things because it's a distraction for us to reach our, 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 our purpose. You know, we, each and every one of us have gifts, talents, and abilities that he's given us for his glory. His light's shining through us for his glory. And if I allow these things to come in, it chokes it out like a weed. 
chokes out the word, chokes out the fruit, chokes out everything he's trying to do in us. Think about the Holy Spirit. How many of you can tell me right now what the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit are? Couple? All right. Well, the good news is that part is at the very end about how he disciplines, and that's not my part. I'm going to let Pastor handle that one next week. That's D, C, D in the outline. He disciplines. I even have it in my notes. Leave for pastor. <laughs> Woo! Hey, just a little heads up, though. You might want to study the gifts of spirit. <laughs> just so you know, when he wants to use them through you. Amen. Hallelujah. Worship team, we come back up here. <laughs> Amen. That was awesome. That was funny. I set you up good, didn't I? <clears throat> Before the day of Pentecost, it was the Father's work to reveal truth to men. But now, the Spirit of God is doing the work of the Father in the life of the believer. He guides us. He declares that we are led by the Spirit of God if we are the sons of God. Even Jesus, in life on earth, was led by the instruction and commandment of the Father in what he should do and what he should say. We talked about it. He said, I'm going to do what he tells me. Leading declares sonship and reveals whether we are being led by the Spirit of God or our own will. John eleven nine says, walking by our own leading is walking in the dark. And we will stumble sooner or later. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I quoted the scripture, Psalms 119, 105. It's one of my favorites. His word. Everybody say his word. His word, his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. You're going to be facing different things. You're going to be like this. But look, it's still white. How many times did I let this thing on fire? God's consuming fire can live and flow and breathe and move through your life. And you're not going to get burnt. Even though he's a consuming fire because he's in us. He's with us. He's washed us by the, we're renewing our minds. We're, we're refreshing. We're growing. We're developing. We're, 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 the, we're the clay, he's the potter. He's moving in us and through us. But I'm telling you this morning, I feel like God is gonna heal some people right now. Not, not, not next week. There's people believing for new body parts. There's people believing for resets in their hearts and the lives and their minds and, and, and in illnesses. And, and there's people that are facing cancer. Well, guess what? We, is God too small? that he can't deliver that, that, that he can't crush cancer. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it. I watched a man walk in our church with no hair on chemotherapy. They didn't have, I don't know how many months to live. I watched him, I watched him get hands laid on him. Said he was gonna live and not die. Just like that. Then he walked on and prayed for the next person. I don't know how many months later it came back. Full head of hair. Cancer was gone. And God healed him on the, in the, on the spot in my mind. I mean, who knows how exactly he, he did it. But God is in the miracle working business. He's in the cancer destroying business. He is in new body parts. He's in new hearts. He's in new, he's in reconnecting of minds. He's in re, re, reworking the fibers and the nerve endings and all the different things that are hurting your body and your mind right now. 
So let's just close our eyes for a moment and pray. I'm believing that the power of God, the spirit of God is gonna flow and touch you right where you're at. From the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. I don't know if it's in your nerves. I don't know if it's in your organs, in your heart, in your legs, in your mind. But I'm believing God right now as we worship together. You can actually just stand up on your feet. Let's just worship him and allow him to touch us right where we're at. If you feel like you need specific prayer for anything, I want you to come right up here. I want you to be the drip torch. We're going to light the fire around this region for God. We're going to be his vessels that are fueled by the Holy Spirit, that we can touch those around us. Father, we thank you right now as we worship you for just a moment. Lord, do what only you can do. Go ahead. Let's worship together.